tens, tens, tens across the board. Welcome to episode 10 of Have a Blessed Gay, your weekly spiritual comedy podcast. I am your holy host, Tyler Martin, who perhaps may be a little too hyped up on caffeine. Please keep on subscribing, keep sharing, and if you haven't already, leave a review. All that really helps and is extremely appreciated. And definitely keep on reaching out to me. That is one of my favorite aspects of this whole experience is getting to hear from you and hearing your stories. So keep them coming. Now this episode is all about the spirit. (gasps) Spirit fingers. Listen, anyone can go to a church, but cultivating a relationship with a higher power or energy, well, that takes work and vulnerability. And that higher power will look and sound very different depending on who you're talking with. Spirituality is very similar to the concept of love. It's a feeling, a personal relationship, and that definition will be completely different to each individual person. Some describe spirituality as the sensation of doing something good for themselves or others. Some describe it as an intimate emotional relationship, just like any other intimate relationship in their lives. Others describe it as energy, which I really relate to actually. And then some people even relate spirituality to the five senses. Something physical like nature, or something heard like a baby laughing, or a smell like damn Texas barbecue. Ugh. You might think you have never experienced spirituality before, or you might think you have found spirituality in all the things I just listed. And if so, I think that's wonderful. I definitely don't think you should limit it to one dimension. But wherever you are in your spiritual journey, I'm just excited to dive in and look at it a little closer. So come on, my spiritual sluts, and let's get to it. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp, the leading provider of online counseling. Y'all, the world is crazy and mental health is important. Some might even call it spiritual. I personally use BetterHelp myself and absolutely love what they're doing. BetterHelp makes professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. So if you're struggling emotionally, battling anxiety, or you can't stop crying after an episode of Queer Eye, BetterHelp can be there for you anytime, anywhere. Go to my personal link at BetterHelp.com slash gay to check it out and get what? 10% off. The best part is you don't even have to leave your house. They offer four ways to speak with a licensed counselor, video calls, phone calls, real-time chat, and direct messaging. All counselors have been qualified and certified by their state's professional board. In other words, you're not talking to a lobster dressed in human clothes. They're legit. All you gotta do is go to my link at betterhelp.com slash gay and begin the questionnaire to match you with a therapist who is uniquely qualified to serve your needs. How sexy. It's super duper easy and you're matched within 24 hours or less. BetterHelp has a monthly subscription rather than paying per session, which makes it cheaper. But if finances are still a concern, financial aid is available for those who qualify. Get counseling, improve your life, and help this podcast out in the process by going to betterhelp.com slash gay. Sign up today and get 10% off. That's betterhelp.com slash gay.
I went to college for musical theater. I know. Shocking. Gimme, gimme that thing called debt. The best and most challenging theatrical experience in college was when I was in John Logan's truly incredible play Red, R-E-D, about the real-life American artist Mark Rothko. If you know the play, you know there are only two characters, Mark Rothko and his fictionalized young assistant, Ken. And you might assume I played Ken, but in college, you don't ever play what you would actually play in real life, so of course, I played Mark Rothko. But no matter, because I am truly a transformative actor who fucking slayed Mark Rothko. At least, that is what my mom told me. So yeah, you can stop being a judgmental little bitch, Jared. And now, I wasn't completely ignorant when it came to Mark Rothko, but... I was definitely towing the line. Like I had heard the name and knew he did something with art, but that was about it. Born September 25th, 1903, Mark Rothko was an American painter. See, I knew that. You know those paintings and museums where there's just a canvas with rectangles that usually has some uneducated person in front of it saying, ugh, My kid could have made that. Yeah, that might be a Mark Rothko painting. The critic Clement Greenberg, ah, say that three times in a row, coined the term color field painting in 1955, a style categorized by open space and an expressive use of color. This compositional strategy Rothko developed in the 1940s, being one of the color field painting pioneers. And although he would be pissed about it, Rothko is generally identified as an abstract expressionist. He didn't really like fitting into boxes, which is pretty ironic considering he basically painted boxes. Rothko sought to make paintings that would trigger deep emotional reactions, and he was successful. He's quoted saying, I'm interested only in expressing basic human emotions, tragedy, ecstasy, gloom, and so on. And the fact that a lot of people break down and cry when confronted with my pictures shows that I can communicate those basic human emotions. If you are only moved by their color relationships, then you miss the point. A little sassy and pretentious, but that was Rothko. Painting wasn't just painting to him. It was profound. It was, ding, 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 spiritual. It may look like a slab of paint, But every bit is intentional. Ideally, he wanted his audience to stand just underneath his paintings, to be fully consumed by them. After that first rehearsal, we went the very next day to the Rothko Chapel in Houston. Everyone was so excited, but I hadn't even known of its existence before that day. So I wasn't necessarily excited to be crammed in the back seat for this little road trip. The website describes it as a spiritual, OMG, there it is again, space, a forum for world leaders, a place for solitude and gathering. It's an epicenter for civil rights activists, a quiet disruption, a stillness that moves. It's a destination for the 10,000 people of all faiths who visit each year from all parts of the world. The space contains 14 murals created by American artist Mark Rothko. So in 1964, Rothko was commissioned to create this meditative space. 
It opened in 1971 and was considered a sanctuary for contemplation. It still serves as a global destination for people of all faiths, art lovers, and anyone seeking a spiritual experience. But the first time that I went, honestly, I did not get it. I stood there watching everyone else having these profound spiritual experiences, and there I was, this dumbass that was like, it's just paint. They have books of countless religions and faiths inside to peruse, and that was the thing that I was probably most interested in. Other than that, I just faked being into it. Ugh, art, so good. I mean, I was playing the guy, so I should probably be more into it, right? So, I thought it best to fake a spiritual orgasm. Meanwhile, the rest of the crew was totally into it. Or maybe they were just good fakers too. Who knows? After that point, I of course researched the shit out of Mark Rothko. I had to understand why this artist made such an impact. The more I began to dig into the character, research him, the more I understood him. Crazy how that works, right? One of my favorite lines from Red is, What do you see? It's an extremely poignant line. It's so simple and yet so effective. What do you see? I had several awakenings while working on Red. One of which was the idea that I, as an actor, had the ability to speak up for myself. I started acting as a small kiddo and had always just been taught that when you are given directions, you should just nod your head and do whatever is asked of you. Kind of like my experience in church. However, when your time is being wasted by other people's egos and you're being asked to have your artistry compromised, you have the right to ask why. And I did. And let me tell ya, I felt fucking incredible. It's funny because I really related not to Rothko, but to the younger character within the play, Ken. Throughout the play, he learns what Rothko's art means, the level of emotion that is poured into it, and begins to let go of his preconceived ideas and barriers that are holding him back. He finally looks into Rothko's work, not to judge it, but to let go and willingly let it take him over. I went to the Rothko Chapel again after I finished the show. After I fell in love with Rothko. And damn, it was a different experience. I thought of that line, What do you see? The first time I visited, I just saw paint. I wasn't focused, or maybe I wasn't even willing to see anything more. But this time, I saw something. I stood just a few feet away from one of his works, as Rothko had intended, and I didn't know what would happen, if anything. But I allowed myself to believe in the possibility the possibility that I could be moved. And bitch, I cried like a little baby. I looked into the canvas and saw a breathing, living entity ahead of me. I don't really know how to describe it, but it was spiritual. 
And I wasn't faking it. This time. In 1970, at 66 years old, the chronically depressed artist Mark Rothko, unfortunately, committed suicide. We don't have to know all the answers to feel a spiritual connection. Actually, I think if we knew the answers, or we thought we knew the answers, we might not feel it at all. There is something about letting go, saying, I don't know. Hell, I don't really know anything. Why are we floating around on a ball in space? Like, I don't know. But there is something profound and powerful about not knowing, yet believing in the possibility of something. Whether it's a dead, angry, tormented artist's work like Rothko's, or a businessman turned hippie's experience at Burning Man, whether it's fitness, knitting, meditation, relationships, whatever. There are a plethora of things that can be spiritual. It's an inner feeling tugging at our deepest self, something that raises our frequency, makes us feel part of something greater than ourselves, something that moves us. What is that to you? What does that look like? Do you feel it in your career? Do you hear it in music? When you see flowers blooming in your garden or while you're getting your toes sucked at that foot fetish meeting? If you know that feeling, then I challenge you to feel it more frequently. Spirituality, not necessarily toe-sucking. Now, if you have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, then yikes. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. And I bet if you looked back, thought about different experiences, you might find something that you could relate to the concept of spirituality. And yeah, okay, maybe, and that's great and all, but what is the exact benefit of this concept or practice? Well, just as I did with Rothko's work, spirituality allows us to focus, to look deeply into ourselves and heighten our experiences. It allows us to feel a part of something, to feel connected to others and this world we live in. So if you would like to begin a spiritual journey, start with accepting that you will not ever have answers. It's a tough beginning, but that's just not the point of spirituality. So let that go. And let go of the idea that you already know what spirituality feels like, what it looks like, what it sounds like. Don't try to fit it into a box. Don't force an outcome. Instead, just let whatever happens, happen. And the church said, Amen. The hard part is giving intention without trying to force any particular outcome. Like, sometimes I cry when I watch The Notebook while other times, it does nothing for me. Well, that's actually a shitty example. I always cry while watching The Notebook, but whatever, you get the idea. You're never guaranteed a particular emotion or sensation is what I'm saying. Just gladly welcome whatever comes. But here are some practical tips that might help you begin to open yourself up for a deeper connection. Sacred reading, like I talked with Casper Turkile about in episode four. There's meditation, intentionally giving attention to your surroundings, but probably the most important thing is just strengthening your own relationship with yourself. 
I talk about creating a date night with yourself in episode eight and nine. Definitely check that out because being vulnerable and feeling connected with yourself is essential. And while you're exploring all this stuff, reading a sacred text, having your date night, think of things that bring you absolute happiness. What is that? What amazes you? Once you find those things, immerse yourself, then spread that happiness. Give some around because everyone needs it. One of the most amazing aspects and scariest aspects of spirituality is that it completely and solely falls on us. You can go to a church every Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday for 35 years and never experience a spiritual moment. Most of the time, we're just too focused on things that don't matter. So even if you think this is stupid bullshit, pretend for one day, just one day that you believe in spirituality. Let go, know you don't know everything, and willingly fall into the vast beauty of the world around you. If you are on this journey with me or you would like to join, please subscribe and follow. It is the best way to keep up with me and the podcast. And it is what? Totally free. Also, rate the podcast. Please leave a review and definitely reach out to me. You can reach me through my email in the show notes or via social media at Have a Blessed Gay on all the platforms. I have posted links in the show notes about Rothko, his chapel, and the play Red. And as a reminder, because this content is kinda sorta extremely heavy, sometimes you might not be able to laugh it off. And if you are struggling and having a hard time, I will always post helplines in the show notes. So do not hesitate to reach out if you need to. Just know that you are not alone. And also, you are special, you are purposeful, and you are fucking beautiful. Have a blessed day, y'all.